welcome to the 4G show where the crazy meets reality on this very spooky episode we're bringing you today. You're joining me, Colin, and along with me are our other hosts. Hi, it's me, Becca. Hey, it's me, Bart. And it's me, Ragnar. And <laughs> 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 the way you introduced yourself there, it sounded like you said it's me, Bat. <laughs> it did, didn't it, a little bit, but no. <laughs> it's a, it's- it's a speech impediment, man. Honestly, let's let's. What are you trying to say? Let's, let's leave not... Paul Matt alone. <laughs> oh, oh. That's me. Unless Matt is actually secretly a bat on Halloween. Well, you know, I do want to be a vampire. He might though, be. But, you well, know. I was going to say he wants to be a vamp, so it might be like he's a Halloween trick. Maybe he's a introduction of being a vampire. It's my secret yeah. identity that no one should know. As I say, it's a Halloween special, guys. How's this Halloween been treating more? Still yeah. not answering me, though. So far, no kids have came to the so door. Far. Yeah, no one's took oh, any of my sweets. So, Matt, that means you're going to be stuffing your face. Yeah, yeah. stuffing your face. I think that's the best thing with Halloween. Like, is uh, I do stock up for trick or treaters, but then never answer the door. I don't. You know? I never stock up for anything because, well, to be fair, I live in a, a block of flats. So, wait. In all honesty, I say I stock up for trick or treaters, but the reality is, I'm stocking up for myself. I'm Becca. With the pretense, it's for. <laughs> There's no point seeing for Becca because he eats them all, not me, him. He well, keeps yeah, the Be- dentist in the job. Becca can, uh, Becca can like go to the dentist. Dentist. Sorry. <laughs> Becca can have a chocolate bar and she can have it for a couple of days, and I'll not sit and sniff it out and I'll pick it up. She says, "Was one day she says I've really hidden me sweets. You'll not find these ones." And it was two days later as she sat there and she was like, "Ah, I bet you haven't found me sweets." And I went, ah, "Yeah, yeah, about that." She went in my drawer, weren't there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that That's my, like, special, special trick for Halloween, as I can sniff out, <laughs> well, candy sweets from anywhere. But, Becca, right, and Colin's what? just said there about the dentist, what dentist do you go to to get sweets? Because I want to go. <laughs> well, no, I mean, quite <laughs> Yeah, but a lot of the Does time, you... a lot of dentists have, like, for the kids, they give them, like, a lolly or something, so they've obviously they got do. sweets there. Yep. So you wait yeah, until they actually. So you wait until they actually go home on a night time and shut the place down, and Becca's raiding the place for the sweets. Well, yeah. Where do you where do you think the uh, the, the quote came from that says uh, stealing candy from a baby? Very true. <laughs> Somebody walked well, up and stole it off a kid. <laughs> I was <laughs> going to say if you try to steal uh, candy off a baby, I think the little shit would fight back. No, I'm a runaway. Matt's running down the street I've got free candy with a baby still attached to it <laughs> yeah <laughs> I like that one I really do like that one <laughs> well on to today's episode which we're all used to Halloween being about the spooky the scary um, you've got you've got the likes of scary movies like The Conjuring etc etc which is all horror and focused today on a 4G show, we're going to do it different, different way. We're going to have spooky stories, stories we found on the internet, which we think are quite good, quite spooky, and we we'll hope you've enjoyed them. But before we do that, I just want to say, I spoke to Rags the other day. He mentioned the film Halloween Kills. Now we're not going to give any spoilers here, so you don't need to turn off. I've got to say, what a film! I have never seen a film with an ending like that, Rags. Yeah, that, that that was it was brilliant. It made me look and go, oh yes, oh yes, and then it, it happened. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> I know, it's one of them out of the blue. You don't expect it, you really don't. 
I think, but, to be honest, I think the way that they took that movie and the way they actually did it, I think it was actually really, it was well thought out how they done it. You know, oh yeah. Um, yeah. It, 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 me and you had a conversation about the movie today for about a good what an hour or so. You know, yeah. and we have our theories of what could happen, uh, in like one or two directions that could take this, uh, like take the franchise. You know, yeah. And if you're listening and you've seen the movie and want to let me know what you thought of it and what direction you think they might go, drop on four J show and drop an email. Oh, voice message. Yeah. What, what I do like about that movie, right, is you know how in other movies you you get like a second part. It's like, oh, yeah, the way this is finished and that's it. And then you get an, the second part and it's like, what, 10, 20 years later. You know what I mean? The way that they actually did this, it was literally a straight on from the last movie. You yeah. know, the way they actually did that, that was actually really good. You know, it was it continued on to the the, the same night slash next day. You know, uh, that I liked how they did that. Yeah, it was good how they did it. Um, but yeah, definitely worth a watch. So, guys, get out there and watch it. Now, off to Whispery Stories. Um, I'm going to randomly pick one of you to start with today. And I'm thinking, drum roll, rags. Go ahead with your story, my You for a fine fact, you're going to throw it at me. (laughs) It wasn't anybody else, it was me. (laughs) (laughs) We had a throw get ready, put some action into it. We're going to put some nice music in. You know that, like, every time I read, I struggle as well. So if if I botch it up, it's Colin's fault, right, guys? Guys, (laughs) if it sounds like first grade reading... That's because we never went to school. Maybe it's just the wrong idea to read out stories. Especially I'm just, I'm just, I'm just well. dyslexic. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> well, the story, you know, the story that I have best. apparently is called <laughs> "Must be a scary wall." Depends what she'd heard, you know. Yeah, right. So the story goes: four years ago, I lived in a large, a very large farmhouse that was converted into two apartments. The house was known as the Old Boys Home. Oh God, everybody knows about an Old Boys Home, don't you? Um, It was used to house boys with behavioural issues, but was closed due to allegations of molestation. Oh God. (laughs) Anyway, I was living with my boyfriend and three-year-old daughter at the time. My bedroom had a large fireplace that uh, that had been uh, boarded up and painted over. I decided to push my bed up against against it one day while I was rearranging things. It was like a headboard. That night, around 1am, I heard a a small voice saying, Mum, Mum, Mummy. I had sat up in the bed but didn't see anything so so I reached over my boyfriend trying to grab down to grab my daughter and put her in our bed I kept feeling I kept feeling around and I was still hearing the voice but I couldn't feel her my boyfriend woke up and turned uh, uh, turned the bedside lamp on and asked, uh, asked me what the hell are you doing I explained that Amelia was trying to get out of uh, get uh, get out our bed, and I was searching for her. There was nobody there. My daughter was sound asleep in her room. Then the next night came. 
around 1am again, my dog had started to whimper at the <coughs> whimper at our door. So my boyfriend got up and took him outside. You know that feeling in, uh, in a bed when someone uh, lies down next to you. Oh, too well. <laughs> uh, where the bed pushes in and uh, there is a warmth in your back. I felt that. So I assumed my boyfriend had came back uh, back to bed. I rolled over. My boyfriend wasn't uh, wasn't in the bed, and I felt the fucking bed uh, the bed release pressure. Whatever was lying next to me had gotten up in that second and moved uh, moved my bed the next day to the other si- side of the room, and never had a- another incident in the two years I remained in the house. Spooky. Oof. But what I do want to pick up about that is why moving the bed from one side of the room to the other side of the room would it make a difference to the ghost? Was it scared of that side of the room? <laughs> probably. <laughs> it was probably where the headmaster had like been like beating them or something. I know, but it's like confusing. It's like the ghost has walked into the room, seen them on that side, thought, yeah. I'm terrifying the life out of you. Walks in the, the next day, sees the bed's moving like, whoa, 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 this is way too much for me. And walk back out. I'm going to go hunt somebody else in a different room. Maybe that'll Pretty help. Much. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that, that story, although not very spooky, definitely has you questioning things. Exactly. Matt. Mm. Yes. You got a story. I found a different story. Ooh. Well, if it was the same one, I'd have a problem. No, <laughs> but it's a long one. That is fine. Talk away. It gives us time to sit with this coffee and not poop me pants. <laughs> All right. So it's called The Whispers. Mark, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> this is a story I do not often tell. I promise sincerely that this has scarred me for life. And although I have looked into psychological explanations for what I heard, and natural explanations for what occurred. They remain unsatisfactory. When I was a child, I was scared of the dark. Scared of the dark, should I say. <laughs> scared. My bad. <laughs> I swore to my mother I heard voices in it. They were not evil, but they were not familiar, and so they scared me. It was not uncommon in the middle of the night for me to wake up and hear whispers, as I would call them. Then asking my mum, she figured they were just bumps in the night. The typical kid's nightmare material. I tried often to explain to her that it was more than that. That they sounded different from one another, the way people's voices do. On some nights, I would get so scared from these whispers that I would sleep in my mum's bed with her. It was an added bonus that the bathroom was directly outside of her bedroom door for the late night tinkles. I should add at this point... That when walking out into the hall to go to the bathroom, you looked directly down the stairs that would lead you into the living room on the first floor, as my mum's bedroom was on the second floor. On one such night around Christmas, I awoke and felt the need to relieve myself. I walked out from the door and distinctly heard the phrase, look, and to my astonishment, a red light, almost like a spotlight, was cast upon the wall at the very bottom of the stairs. The light had no other source, it was by itself, and I was transfixed by it. Being a little kid and it only being a few days in Christmas, I knew what this light was. It was Santa. 
How else could he get into my house to know I was being a good boy? I was so excited I began walking down the stairs to greet him, picking up my pace after the second step as it began to creep off the wall and fade into the darkness in my living room. That's when I heard him, a very strong, masculine voice different from the first, not at all like my father's, not to say he isn't masculine, it was just distinctively different. It said, stop right now, go back up those stairs. I listened, turned around, and what happened next, I'm not sure I would believe if someone had told me this same story. After reaching the top of the stairs, I heard a very loud crash that sent me running back to my mother's bed, where I jumped straight under the covers and stayed there the whole night. When we awoke the next morning, the poinsettia lights, little Christmas flower lights that glowed red my mother had put on the railing down the stairs were pulled straight down to the bottom of the stairs, some broken from what seemed like a forceful tear. Laying in a single pile, this dry sink in the living room had fallen from the wall. My mother could not explain it. My father was worried we had been the victim of a home invasion. My sister was crying. There was nothing missing. Nobody had broken in. There did not seem to be any reason this had happened, and then I saw it, and I kept quiet and it be- about it because I was so afraid that I could not force words out of my mouth. There, on the edge of the wooden dry sink, which had been facing up, were three indentations where the finish on the wood had been worn, almost as if it is a forceful grip. Something down the- there had grabbed it and threw it down. That was what the bang was. I was mortified. After that day, I never heard a single voice again. I do not like to imagine what was waiting downstairs for me that night, if it was anything at all, but I can tell you that the reality was that something had physically acted upon two things in the house near the bottom of that stairwell. After this, I had never heard another whisper again, which is sad, because in some ways, I would have liked to thank my man, masculine energy, that had stopped me from going down those stairs. This happened when I was seven. I am now 20 years old. And because of this incident, I'm still afraid of the dark, especially shadowy stairwells. Ooh. Ooh. Quite a weird story, but I do have one question. It says relieved. Obviously, he was talking about going for urination, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 I I kind of picked that up (laughs) the wrong way when you said that, because I was thinking, why is he writing this in a story? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but... It's weird though, isn't it? Like, I mean, like if I so, if I um, uh, like pick up on something, then going down the stairs, and then for them to stop them, that sounds like a guardian angel kind of uh, aspect, there, isn't yeah, it? Or angel. some form yeah. of protector. Saying, someone oh, definitely protected him. Oh yeah, I mean, for, uh, for seconds later, for a loud crash to happen, you know, I mean, that kid must have actually pissed the bed that night. <laughs> Oh, oh I just said. I need the toilet, but I'm not coming out. That's my excuse <laughs> yeah. every night, Becca. <laughs> yeah. Colin's, oh my God. Colin's scared of the dark so he, d- he doesn't leave the bedroom <laughs> oh my God. I'm scared I walk out the room and I get get back to bed you know it might be better just talking in her sleep but you know no know. no do you know what it is used to actually funny when it comes to actually uh, night time you know what I mean one of you can be sitting talking in your sleep but the other one will answer you it's a seriously you're both asleep but you're having a conversation in your sleep as well it's that that's how you know you've got a good relationship isn't it you're arguing in your sleep even you know that's just weird believe it or not before we go on to the next story right i woke better up this morning to being called a cheater 10 times (laughs) to which i I say so what why am i a cheater (laughs) i never called you a cheater (laughs) yeah you did (laughs) oh my god I think you'd I mean, be yes in this, you know, because I can't remember a fucking thing. 
I mean, that there has been one night you've actually shouted out and uh, said that you're a cheating bastard or something like that. And then, me? Uh, yeah, and then Collins actually just woke up, looked at you and went, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. No, Can we just there was one night. Does one not stay in the same room as us because like, <laughs> the way you're making it out, right, is like you stay in the same room as well. <laughs> Well, no. When I stay over, it's a, it's a small place that you live in, right? So the walls are thin, and it's not as not as if you actually, you know, close your bedroom door because of your cats. You know, they're in and out of the bedroom, aren't they? Well, they are. Yes. So I mean, we do push the door over, obviously, but they. Go just one enemy, yeah. <laughs> but I will well, what, say, what <laughs> you aren't the first one to say that. Um, one of our friend, other friends, had stayed over one night. Um, gets up in the morning, they're sitting having a coffee with us, and they turn around and says, "Do you have a spook in your room?" <laughs> and I turned around and went, "Why?" I went, "Oh, something proper demonic last night. I heard something <laughs> demonic talking." And I kind of just looked at them and went, "That was better." <laughs> Honestly, I'm a horrible cheater. I'm horrible. Uh, She's terrible. It, I just think it's funny because of the conversations that you just have with each other while you are actually asleep. It's actually just it's 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 not even scripted. It just happens. <laughs> it is, isn't it? It's, it's you know what I mean. It's one uh, of them. But back to the stories. But before you do that, right, yes. when you say that you couldn't leave the bedroom, you hear a voice saying, uh, get back in there or something like that. Secretly, mm. it's Fluffy lying in the passageway telling you to get back in the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's too scared I'm going to step on her like we mentioned in the pet, isn't it? <laughs> when that house goes dark, that's it. You cannot see three of your cats. Oh, bless her. She's a lovely cat. She is a lovely cat. Bipolar. <laughs> well, a little bit. Now, I've got a story here. And it's, yes. it's one closer heart, because I use these quite often. And it's called Ouija Board Knocks Back. So, as it goes, in high school, my friends and I were messing around with an Ouija board one night. We'd done it before, and nothing remarkable ever happened. We usually did try and scare each other, or our girlfriends. We thought it was a joke. That night, there was no one else home except the seven of us, and we were all together around the board. One of the girls, they wanted to try it. She'd never done it before. This time was different. The board misspelled some of the words the same way every time. Gave answers that seemed really historically accurate for our town. Things we never knew or even cared about. Long story short, the spirit claimed it was a 10-year-old boy who had died on the property in the 1800s and was buried, buried there, too, in an unmarked grave. My friend's house was on a farm in the edge of a town. We were all a little freaked out because the board had never been so detailed and consistent. However, we were still sceptical and we were all assuming one of us was trying to scare the rest. Finally, my friend asked if the spirit could do something to prove he was there with us. He went to yes, and then spelled out knock. Then the planchet stopped moving. We just all stared at it silently, and then there was a rap, rap, rap on the window right next to us. The lights were on outside, 
and there was absolutely no one out there. We never touched that fucking ball again. I would have ran out that fucking house. That was a short it story. It was a very short story because it was a short experience. <laughs> he's done it once. He's never done it again. I don't blame him. Although I will say that I had an experience quite like that. Uh, well, me, Becca, and a friend had an experience like that where it spelled out, um, are you ready? Because we asked it to do something. Uh, and I actually caught this on camera. So if I can convince a person to let us put it up, I'll pop it up on the website. Uh, for, 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 oh, I'll get rags to put it on the blog. Sorry. I think I've got um, that, and it's yeah, well, I've got it as well. But obviously, we'll check with a person. Oh, right, yeah. Who's what well, at to make sure it's okay to put the video up, um, and it's spelled "Are you ready?" So, oh, we're like, yes, we're ready, and we're making fun of the fun of it. Like, oh, we're still waiting, and we got a knock come from the door. Now, immediately, I thought it was one of our cats because one of our cats was in the sitting, but where the knock came from. And the, the the loudness of the knock on the video recording, there's no way a cat in any way could have made that noise. And bearing in mind, when I went in the sitting room, the cat was on the chair, not near the door. So that story actually rings true to something that I've had happen before. Nice. Wasn't nice. And like I say, if we can get the... Uh, and get the, the person to agree to let me put the video up. I'll pass it over to Rags and I'm sure you'll pop it up on the blog for people to go and see. I did a Ouija board uh, back when I was in college and um, decided that we were going to do it this one night and went round to a friend's house and uh, they decided to try and prank us. Started like obviously on the board, put the planchette and that on there and did everything we needed to do and that. And then everything started moving around and that. And it basically, it was them taking the piss saying that I had to put the lottery on. Yeah. Right? After that, we all stopped and took it serious. And I turned on say some says, look, is there anything here? Is it worth even doing this, right? Two seconds later, the puppy that they had lifted its head up, smacked it off the radiator and then lay back down. Two seconds after that, the dog actually turned and looked at us, confused as if to what the hell was going on. My ex-partner had passed out and took her five minutes to actually wake up and like come back through and stuff like that, and then went home like that night. We went home that night, and it turns out something actually attached to my ex, and it stayed in our house. I couldn't go home, or I couldn't be in the house from three o'clock all the way up till about 7am in the morning because yeah. my dogs were going nuts. They would be barking at the bedroom door, even when they were in the bedroom. They would be standing, looking at me and looking beside my on my side of the bed, barking at uh, whatever was there. And then seconds later, after they started barking, I would hear heavy, heavy like growly breaths, like breaths coming, like, uh, coming over us. Turns out that yeah. she had something attached to her that didn't like men. Can I just say one thing? If that was me, I'd be yeah. out the house before he even even carried that on. I'd well, I got, just... I got up out of bed, grabbed my uh, clothes and that, right? and then I went out of the room with the dogs. And I'm glad you took the dogs. As I, as I was walking out of the bedroom, I always <laughs> got a cold, a cold feeling as I walked past <laughs> where the dogs were barking. I took the dogs out with us, went downstairs, 
um, because they're, you know, them old sitting room doors that actually have glass panels on so you can see on either side. Yeah. Yes. But my um, your staff at the time would sit at the uh, the door and bark at the bottom of the stairs. And then when you opened the door, she would sit at the bottom of the stairs, growling and barking to the point that the hairs on the back of her neck would be sticking up. Again, I was so I, I actually, I, I did in the end to calm her down. I had to take the dogs out from three o'clock in the morning all the way up until seven o'clock in the mo- uh, in the morning because I went back one wow. uh, one morning to actually find out. I thought it would just be an hour thing and stuff like that. And that the dogs kept going nuts all the way up until seven o'clock in the morning. So I had to take them out for that period of time. And then it got to the point because I couldn't sleep in the bedroom. Me, uh, me and the dog slept on the sofa every night. I had to actually put um, like tape or what, like cardboard over the glass so the dogs couldn't actually see in the hallway. Scared. That's crazy, oh, isn't it? Is, yeah. And uh, I suppose it was like uh, you shouldn't have done the board. <laughs> but, you know. Whatever, whatever came it. through attached itself to uh, to my ex, and it uh, it just got weird after that. But the thing is, though, whatever it was, stayed in the house when we moved out. Oh, which is unusual well, for like spirits to do that because usually they just follow. I was going to say that. I, I I expected a follower. Sorry, Becca. No, I expected it. Fo- I expected the spirit to follow her, but it didn't. It detached itself at the house. Ooh. So. Go on, Becca. What were you saying? Well. What do you mean? Hmm. I can't remember. Oh, no, it was, good. <laughs> it was alongside what if, uh, Matt was saying that I thought that when, obviously, you get haunted, I thought it was obviously it stuck with that person. Yeah, yeah they usually yeah. do, right. apparently. Like, obviously, you watch these so films and they're always it. like, the spirits always follow you. And it's like, do they really know? Yeah, <laughs> so... It's weird, isn't it, though, because I honestly thought that once you're haunted, you're haunted. But then that, mm. I kind of oh. can see where Rags are saying that because when me and, obviously, Colin go to my friend's house and we do it, nothing happens to us when we come home. No. And to be fair, we'll have had some really creepy ones. One recently is uh, we were doing a board and I was kind of leaning on my arm because I was thinking this is getting boring. Um and I heard something in me left ear go, Becca. But no one else did. So I jumped up. I got, it It was a weird feeling. It was like a pure, like, fright feeling. And I felt tense and everything. And as that happened, an alarm went off in the, that's the sitting room. It was like a, a kid's toy that you pushed a button. And you had to push it quite hard to get it to go off. Mm. Um. So we so I got up because I had to go to the toilet at this point. I went up the toilet and I went in, closed the door, and she has this little wooden thing that's like the three rules that she has for a toilet, which is normally lift the seat, put the seat down, flush the toilet, as <laughs> most people have. Yeah, um, not so. us men like to listen to it, nope. but you know you can try. Well, I don't know what you're talking I about. Me- I sit down and have a pee uh, most times. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, I don't. No, he doesn't. I stand, uh, so I'm, I had a pee. You I'm know. lazy. I just sit down and do it. <laughs> As I turned around, this little wooden thing was swinging backwards and forwards over and over again. And it was going with so momentum as though something was like literally pushing it. For nothing of it, because I thought, well, maybe my hands hit it when I've come through. Um, as I walked forward, the toilet roll flew from in front of us and bounced off us and hit the floor. 
Well, I went downstairs and as I went downstairs, they had done an AVP. And as they were doing the AVP, they had asked the spirit to do something upstairs to scare us. Okay, um, you shit yourself. Now, <laughs> no, I was quite ironically freaked. Now, the best part is when I went upstairs, I says to to uh, a friend, I says the toilet roll flew from this direction. And she looked and she went, well, how can it fly from that direction? I says, well, it did. She went, Con- considering it stands on the uh, towel rack, which is to the side of you. So it couldn't have flew forward. It would have had to fly sideways to hit us in the gut. Where this came forward. Um, and I did test the wooden thing to see if there was any way I could have knocked it. And by the time when I've knocked it, yes, you can make it swing. But by the time I've had the wee, flushed the toilet and turned around, it slowed, slowed down to a basic stop. Mm. So something we had happened that night. <laughs> yeah, and, you, you got uh, attacked by a fucking bathroom demon. <laughs> Did I decided to chuck toilet paper? I mean, there's worse things I could have t- chucked that way, but you know. What would have been funny um, if the demon wanted to, t- or like whatever was being a pain in the ass? It would like splash all the toilet water back up in your face as if to say wait. flush. <laughs> what would have been worse is if I turned around and and dried catch it came flying at us. Fucking, <laughs> that would have been a bad, a bad. You know what situation. would have made me laugh if you had a shit in a uh, splash back here. Oh, lovely. <laughs> hey, you know, quickly going off these stories, uh, we'll come straight back to them. Have you ever had that? Backsplash. Splashback. Backsplash. back. Yeah. Yeah, in the urinals. You know when you're in a urinal in, like a, say, like a pub or, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just constantly appearing in it and it's splashing back at you. I hate it. Wait, like, I've had a good shape before, and <laughs> as soon as it's a water, you kind of get the fright because you've got this cold liquid, just splash it off, and you're like, whoa, and you jump up, and then you sit straight back down. It's a horrible feeling. I think the one that gets me is every time I see it on uh, Facebook or uh, every now and then, is like somebody sitting down having a shit, the water hits the thing, and then like a, a human... Like Poseidon, the Greek god, would come up, tickle mm. your ball sack, and then kiss your ass cheeks. <laughs> I Ooh, could just imagine god. if that happened to us, it's like, oh yeah, Poseidon's kissing my ass. <laughs> oh my god. I would I would generally be looking down that toilet asking what the fuck he was doing there while I was on the phone in nine. You know, when I was little I actually had I know it sounds really weird to say this, a phobia of toilets because my cousin cousin had a snake. Uh, my neighbours no, I wasn't little. About a teenager, my neighbour's son had a, a pet snake and he lost it down the toilet. I was that convinced <laughs> just... that that snake was going to come up that my toilet and fucking have at us. Well, I've heard, I have heard that phobia before. <laughs> there was a person who did get bitten off a snake and they would refuse to sit on the toilet, bearing in mind this was a woman, and that's the only thing she could do. So, but she loved it really. It's a it's a real phobia. I mean, they say to her, what do you do when you want to go to the toilet? She says, I sit on a bucket and oh, pee in that and then pour it down the toilet. She was physically that bad. Well, it's phobia, isn't it? It's, it's really yeah, it phobia. Is, yeah. But going back to But a, the thing is, it, it is actually uh, a common for snakes to come up in uh, through the toilet. I'll never ever go to the toilet again. No, no, not in the UK. It's like Australia and no. stuff like that. Yeah. Like oh, over, uh, you know, it's quite common over but, in them areas. This this is a story from the UK, but it's someone in a block of flat who lost a snake and it got down the toilet. But anyway, this is the point where we would go to Becca for a story, but she point blank refuses to read in front of people. 
just that's say fine. she doesn't like it. You know. So she ain't going to read. Um, uh, I'm assuming it's well, coming back around to me. It's going to swing all the way back around to Rags. Rags, you're going to do it. You know, because Becca kind of gave us it in me. And she went, don't you ask me to read nothing or you're getting punched. <laughs> and guys, I don't fancy having a black eye tonight. Well, I've got a long <laughs> one anyway. So after so, and this story is called mm-hmm. I See Everything, right? Now, I was reading it while we were sitting talking and that, right? And it is something that happened to me as a child as well. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I did, I will say I did give you this, and I, I I didn't read it, so don't think I've deliberately given you. This. No, I read it through, and it, it, this makes me laugh because it reminds me of what actually happened to me when I was a kid. <laughs> right. Mm. So the story is called "I See Everything." I was with my little brother, home alone, when uh, when we suddenly heard a creepy voice from the other uh, other room saying. Panda, Panda, come here. I want to talk to you. We didn't, we didn't know who or what it was, and immediately ran upstairs. While we were running to our room, we heard somebody, uh, some, uh, someone, meow, say, "Do you boys think you can run from me? I see everything." At this point, we were terrified. Locked the, uh, locked the doors to our room grabbed a mini baseball bat and cried. We were certain we were going to be killed or eaten by some, uh, some monster. Then, it happened. A loud bang came from the closet and a monster sprang out. We both screamed, but uh, my brother fell. I threw the bat at my dad wearing an E.T. clown mask. Sorry, it clown mask. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it clown mask and laughed hysterically. Turns out he was behind the whole thing. First, he had, to- uh, he had put... Sorry, yeah, he put all the, uh, the cordless phones in the house on speaker and said he was leaving uh, to run some errands. And then he proceeded to sneak back into the house, hide in our closet that's and scare cool. us. That, that, that's classic, that's isn't funny, it? That Absolutely is. brilliant. Now, <laughs> the, reason this ma- the reason this makes me laugh for, right, uh, because this happened to me when I was about uh, about five or six, maybe seven year old, right? Um, where we lived, um, you know the place, Colin, actually. Um, Scotty yeah, Road? Yeah, I know the place. I used to live around that area. Uh, this is a Newcastle area. So I used to live in that area. And my auntie had got broken into. And so her family ended up staying with us. And it was me, my brother, two of my sisters, my dad, my stepmom. And my auntie and her five kids, all in one big house, like all in one house. Me, my brother, and my uh, my cousins, share, uh, like the the boys uh, shared the room together. And while we were playing around and that, the, the lights went off. It was a stormy night as well, which made it even worse. <laughs> <laughs> so when the thunder started rattling and all that, that gave my dad the opportunity to run through the house without being heard, oh, or make noises on top of that. 
So we were like playing around, we heard banging and crashing upstairs, came, uh, we were investigating that and then we heard grunting and groaning and all that coming from. So we didn't make it to the top of the stairs, we ran back downstairs and hid in the sitting room. Then we heard crashing and banging come down the stairs. And then all of a sudden there's this dark figure at the end of the corridor and it comes walking towards us, right? It didn't look human to me, but turns out it gets to the sitting room door. It's me dad in a freaking gorilla suit. Oh, God. <laughs> that night after we thought everything was all chilled out and everything like that, me dad had disappeared again. Turns out he was hid under my bed. In my bedroom, hid under my bed. So when I get into bed, I'm lying in my bed. My brother's at the bottom of the bed. And so we're like head to toe to each other. And then all of a sudden I felt there's something touches. And I was like, turn to my cousin, stop touching this. It's like, it's not me, man. And then something touched him. He's like, stop touching this. It's not me. And then we all sitting there freaking out. And all of a sudden this hand came out of nowhere, grabbed me and my cousin. We screamed like proper school girls. And there's my dad sitting chuckling under the bed in the gorilla suit again. Oh, God. <laughs> That's enough to give you nightmares for a week, that shit. Kid, yeah. it, it's funny <laughs> and uh, definitely one of them situations that as a kid, you'd shake your pants. I think an adult would be fair. You feel a hand touch you and then something jumps out of the bed. Yeah, whoa, what the fuck? I'd physically shit myself. Like, I, w- yeah. I really would. <laughs> Make me brother ended up peeing himself. Yeah, I'd take it the whole new level and I'd probably do number three, so shit and a piss at the same time. <laughs> weird boy, isn't it? Oh, it was brilliant. <laughs> Unfortunately, that was the only happy thing that I remember about <laughs> my childhood. Sadly. But at least it's one happy memory, my friend. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. So it's called the Satellite Images. A friend of mine showed me how to use Google Maps. I'm sure you've seen it. It lets you use satellite images to look at locations all over the world. A few years ago, I was in a car accident. Since then, I really don't leave the house that often. It's difficult, and a, and the idea of a seeing a car drive, drive by me makes me feel lightheaded. I was fascinated by the fact that I could see all over the world, almost like being there. I could virtually walk down the streets, and it almost felt like I was really there. I became instantly hooked. It gave me a real eye on the world. I could go to almost any major city, and I did. I'd seen streets in China, Japan, Germany, and England. So many places I'd even gone to tourist attractions like the Great Barrier Reef and Dracula's Castle. My favourite was to go to random places in major cities and see how many people and animals I could find. The faces of the people were always blurred to protect their privacy, but it was still enjoyable to see them out there enjoying their life, walking like it was no big deal. She must have good taste, I laughed. I zoomed in closer and noticed the grey bag she carried on a grey and purple shoulder strap. She was walking in a relaxed manner, one hand trailing the wall beside her. I bet if I could have seen her face, I would see that she was smiling. I began to feel a little sad. I let my hands fall onto the arms of my wheelchair and looked at her for a minute more. I wished that I could be there, walking so carefree with her. That wouldn't happen though, until I died. I was stuck in this chair. I sighed and zoomed out of Tokyo. Enough of this for tonight. I turned off the computer and went to bed. I got up early and decided to look around Paris. Paris was always fun. I liked the look of the city with all the old beautiful buildings and so many more, many people to watch. I randomly zoomed to an area and saw a street lined with old brick buildings. A few small shops and an old tan brick church. Ahead was an intersection and dozens of people walked by. A balding businessman quickly 
Pat walked quickly past, looking back at an old woman, hair covered with a scarf, carrying a large purse. A curvy woman in black pants that were too tight stared into a store window, and two women led a group of small children around a corner. That sounds a bit weird then to me. <laughs> I spun the view around a few more times and then saw something peculiar. Sitting on the bench at the bus stop were two people. One of them was a young woman with her feet stuck in front of her in a relaxed manner. She was wearing a pair of red sneakers, like my own. I was startled for a moment as I noticed the black pants, white t-shirt and black hooded jacket. Her dark brown hair was tied loosely behind her head. A grey bag sat on, a b- on the bench beside her. The shoulder strap looked over, hooked over her shoulder. This is crazy, I thought. It can't possibly be the same woman. This is a different country. Different continent, even. How could it be her? This was stupid. It wasn't as if there were live photographs. They were taken ahead of time and they then stored. It's not like she was in two places at once. She could just be a traveller. Besides, without seeing her face, it was impossible to tell it was the same person. Brown hair was probably the most common hair colour in the world. Those red sneakers were something I purchased online. I'm sure a million other people did too. I shook my head and went to fix some lunch. When I got back online, I decided to look at Berlin. I picked a random street. As usual, it looked pretty empty. There were brick buildings lining the street. looked more like factories than anything else. There were also empty lots full of long grass and piled gravel. There wasn't much to see at all, really. There was a line of motorbikes and a car with two German flags sticking up from it. After more searching, I found one kid. He looked like he had dressed, was dressed for school, a jacket thrown over his bag. He was intently looking at some kind of mobile device. I was disappointed. I started to leave, but then I caught something out of the corner of my eye. I turned the view, and there they were, those damned red sneakers. She was standing on a street corner next to some kind of signpost. She had a hand on the post, looking down the street, as if waiting to cross the street. I stared in shock. How could she be in there too? Even if she was travelling, there's no way I would find her every time. Even finding her in Paris would have been one heck of a coincidence, but this? This was crazy. Was this some kind of joke? Had Google decided to play a prank on its users that used their product so much? It would have been a great joke. I did a quick search looking for a note about a woman that shows up like Waldo. There was nothing. I looked through articles on strange things that you can see on Google Maps, but none of them mentioned the woman that travels the world with you. This was crazy. Had my self-imposed isolation driven me mad? Had I become so lonely that I created a hallucination for myself? Leaving the Berlin image on my screen, I sent a text message to a friend asking him to look at the locations. I asked him if he saw the same woman. Then I waited, hands sweating, heart thumping in my chest. I jumped when my phone beat with a return text message ten minutes later. The text read, I see the lady you're talking about in Berlin. I didn't see her in Paris or Tokyo. Is this some kind of game or what? Are you okay? I didn't respond, instead returned to the locations in Tokyo and Paris. There she was. She was there, but it was different. She no longer sat on the bus stop bench in Paris. She was standing in front of it, looking for something in her bag. In Tokyo, she blocks the wet. She was blocks away, squatting down to pet that calico cat. I shivered. Who was she? What was happening? I switched the map to Brussels. It was another city street. It was lined with old-looking buildings with shops on the ground level and what I guess was apartments above. I quickly scanned the streets. They were empty. Other than a stocky woman in a bright blue sweater, I did a second sweep. She wasn't there. 
I sighed in relief. I couldn't believe I was getting so worked up about this. It was nothing but a coincidence. I stopped. My eyes froze on the screen. There was a building at the point of a fork in the road, white with a black ironwork framed balcony jutting from the second floor. I hadn't seen her as I had been looking at the sidewalks. There she stood, standing on the balcony, her head tilted in the direction of the camera, almost like she was coyly looking towards me. My breath caught in my throat. I switched to Sydney. She was leaning against the wall inside the doorway of a bright blue Carrick's pharmacy building. London showed her getting ready to step onto a red double-decker bus. Her head turned to look over her shoulder. She was everywhere I looked. She stood on a brick sidewalk on a bridge in Venice. She walked across a yellow barred crosswalk in Zurich and in Hong Kong. And she stood between a Wing Lung Bank and a McDonald's adjusting the strap on her bag. In each picture, she came closer and closer to looking directly at me with her blurred out face. My heart felt like a terrified bird, slammed. Oh no, slamming around inside my chest. I couldn't catch my breath. I wasn't sure what, I, what to do. I couldn't call the police. Should I send screenshots to Google? I clenched my fist tightly and closed my eyes. Who was she? Was she following me? Was I following her? I wish I could see the expression on her face. Know what she saw when she looked back at me. I wanted to get out of the chair and run. Why is it that the only thing that made me feel free again was the thing that made me feel even more trapped? I had to know. I typed in the name of the town and zoomed into a random street. It was a couple of miles from my house. The gates to the city park were shown in the clarity of daylight. Despite it being night there, there she was. There. There she was. She was only a few miles from my house, standing under the ironwork arch that stated the name of the park. She looked directly at the camera, directly at me. I felt like I might throw up. She was near me. And she was watching me. She was coming for me. What did she want? I typed in the name of the apartment complex where I live. I could see the outside of the building. The parking lot was full of cars. And there were a few blurred out children on the playground. I searched everywhere for her. She wasn't in the parking lot or on the sidewalks. Not hiding between the buildings and stand or standing in the playground. I even scanned each of the cars behind the bushes and each of the blurred windows. She wasn't there. I curled tightly around myself and laid my head down on the desk. This place was safe. I didn't leave the apartment anyway. I would never use Google Maps again. I would never see her again. She could stay at the park for all I cared. I smiled to myself and I was surprised to find a tear slipping down my face. I'm safe, I said to myself in a whisper. It felt good to hear it out loud. I'm safe. As I said it, there was a knock at the door. A chill ran down my spine. I had a camera hooked to my computer that showed who was at the front door, which made it easier for me. With my mobility issues, I slowly reached for the control to show myself who was outside but my hand trembled furiously. As I touched the control, I realised my mistake. The last of Google's images that I'd seen had only shown the outside of the building, just the outside. I looked at the screen and saw a woman in a white t-shirt, black pants, black hooded jacket and carrying a grey bag with a purple and grey striped shoulder strap. Of course, there were those red sneakers. She looked directly at the camera, her face still a complete blur. As I tried to stifle a scream, she raised her hand and knocked loudly on my front door. All I can say is, I know the guy or girl is in a wheelchair, but why would you spend so much time on Google Earth? <laughs> After <laughs> I all don't that, have a clue. that's all you can say. <laughs> I really don't. What? Yeah, but but to be fair, though, if you saw someone in every single image and every single place that you're looking, of course you would carry. I'd be like, on. not today. I, know, I, I mean. 
he mentions the red shoes or she mentions the red shoes. Now, why, why would it make a difference? Because I know when I'm looking on Google Earth, I'm looking for a location or the site. I'm not looking, I don't see someone with Snickers on and think, oh God, they're lovely Snickers. And then go off to the next one and see someone with the same Snickers thinking it's the same person. Well, I don't know, you know, people are different. He has an important question. Do you think they'd blur the identities of the animals out? Probably not. <laughs> you've got, oh, you never know these You know I mean? You've got everybody there, and then all of a sudden, fucking Google gets sued by a fucking badger because he got caught on well, camera. <laughs> saying, How dare you put my face on there? I said in Brazil and look for a big, big, big blur. I mean, the only way I could explain that story is Google Images is updated as often as possible, but to be all around the world doing that. You know what I mean? That that person would have had to be able to fucking time travel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was reading that story, listening to that story, and I'm thinking, you know, it could have just been different times of the year or different times of the day because if you look at Google Images one day, you look at it and you realise, oh, yeah, that's actually summertime, you know what I mean? But then you look at it again, then the, the streets are all wet. Say, so oh, but that was done around about the freaking wintertime. Yeah, but the, you know what I mean? you kind of know is, is obviously sometimes the images are four, five, six years old. Uh, for that one person to be physically in every single Google image um, from each location that the person was at would be near enough really impossible unless you knew where they mm, were going true. to drive that day unless they specifically put it up yeah. online to turn around and say we are doing this um which is possible might advertise where they're going yeah but then how would she obviously know like yeah, where he lives, maybe you know? he was just uh very very lucky and he found the red shoes and the person was sitting there in the hope that this person who lived <laughs> some people who lived in this house would eventually find these red shoes <laughs> followed them all the way around the world <laughs> right to his and door. then also like when she looked he looked at her, his camera on his phone her face was still blurred yeah that that's what got me there's obviously there's a knock at the door now there is a legend uh or myth or legend whether it's true or not is have you heard of the the black-eyed children yes i've heard of the black-eyed children no. meant to be very scary but of the black eyed certainly not blurred <laughs> You can make the faces. You know out. what I mean? It could it could be the same sort of aspect as that because the the person's hand trembled when they went to actually access the camera. Do you, do you know what it makes us think though? Yeah, he did, uh, yeah. If you ever watch a cartoon, I can't remember what the cartoon is, but it's a cartoon where the person's face is blurred on the TV and they're making fun of it, and then the the actual person comes like in front of them, and the face is all blurred. Mm. Maybe it's that. Maybe they just got a pixelated face, and you know, maybe. Maybe we shall never know. It's one of them unknown mysteries. Maybe if uh, you will never know anything more about that story unless that person opened up the door and the face They're was probably at- dead right now. That's probably why there's nothing else. <laughs> what they actually secretly opened the door and the blade face got it. <laughs> yeah, because literally it just stops there. You know, that's it. They, it doesn't even say if they open the door. Well, that's maybe it. It's maybe, not, maybe it's he not was finished. writing the story as it happened. Pressed enter or set a timer for it to be set up and sent to the website, and then went and opened the door. Yeah. thinking he was going to update it oh, afterwards, um, and then and sadly passed away because the the pixelated uh-huh. face and red snicker woman killed him. I don't know. Eaten. 
The moral of this story, children, uh, boys and girls, is never get red trainers. And yeah, go on, go on Google, Google Maps, you see red sneakers, <laughs> turn it off, don't take notice. Control, yeah, alt, and delete your PC. Yeah, chuck, chuck it out <laughs> Just leave it alone. <laughs> I thought it was a yeah, good story. Yeah, it was a really good story, I enjoyed it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's one of them ones where it's like, is it real or isn't it? You will never know. Mm. So, actually, Guy, the person who wrote that story, if you're listening to this podcast, drop a message. Did you see? If you're alive, did you survive? Did you survive the red trainers? <laughs> Even if you're from the other, if from the other side, you know, yeah. send us an email. You know, no, don't because I don't want Zozo why, turning up on my PC and starting red possessors. Red and white shoes. I want some. Yeah, we need to know make, model, the no, lot, so we can avoid them. Now, yeah, I've got a story here, and it, it turns out to be one of these mistaken things. So it's not, it's not spooky. Oh, okay. It'll, Lighten up the mood anyway. Let's take an identity. Well, make your mind up yourself. And it's called Mum's Scary Boyfriend. About five years ago, my mum started dating a guy she met on a dating site. That part was fine. I'd recently started dating the woman who would later become my wife. And we met online. I'll just refer to her as my wife for this story. Anyway. My wife and I never really liked this guy. We didn't think he, he was mean or anything like that. Just a little creepy. He was quiet, he kept his eyes closed a lot, and occasionally said odd things like offering my wife a chocolate and then popping it into his mouth, closing his eyes and moaning as they let it melt into his mouth. One time my wife and I were visiting my mum, but she got called into work. So we waited at a house. A boyfriend was over. He spent the entire several hours just hanging out in her bedroom with the doors closed. Just before Christmas, my mum and this guy started having some difficulties. My wife and I were visiting her for the holidays and she dropped all of her problems on us. And we listened carefully and told her our opinions and suggested that she would be better off without him. She already had had her mind made up though decided to break up with him on Christmas Eve we spent the night at my mum's and got up early on Christmas morning to visit my dad at his house we didn't plan to spend the night at my dad's but we got snowed in which was actually a nice Christmas surprise the next day we left as soon as we could to get through the snow my wife suggested that we stop by my mum's house on the way so that we could see if she was okay. My wife just had a had a really bad feeling about my mum's now ex-boyfriend. My mum's car was in the driveway, but that doesn't mean much because she lived close enough to work that she often walks, and it hadn't snowed her in town. She also never locks the door, which drives me crazy, so we let ourselves in. That was when we seen blood oozing out the the refrigerator's water dispenser. It had filled up the spill container and was leaking onto the floor and had made a puddle. My wife screamed. I freaked out. I fully expected to see my mum's head in the freezer. I nervously grabbed the handle, opened the freezer to find a bag of frozen cherries had been opened 
crammed into the freezer so they had fell onto the ice dispenser and melted. <laughs> Though my mum was the... Was the thought my mum was decapitated by her ex-boyfriend was creepy. <laughs> I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mistaken or what? You've walked in, you've seen redness. Now... I don't want to sound cruel to the writer, yeah. Um, but everything you explained there, like keeping his eyes closed or sitting in a room when he was quiet, doesn't really say creepy, does it? No, not really. But you know, it's like—I mean, if if it's creepy asking if you want a chocolate, Becca, you can sort off. You never got enough of it again. Yeah, buy me a substance. Buy myself in this little shit. Eat them all. <laughs> I know you don't. You never offer me chocolate. I just take it. But you know, of course, I don't have to offer you. You just fucking deal. With <laughs> well, that's the joys of being practically married. Oh God! Burn at you. So, guys, what we're doing for the rest of Halloween then? Nothing. I'm working. I myself oh, no. am going to be watching the Freddy series. I always do. Well, I can honestly say I'm off for a little bit of a ghost hunt for a couple of hours. Going to see if we can wind this spirit up, get some more evidence. More? What, you got some evidence some really... already? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to try and pop it up on the blog. Sorry, the way you just said that there, someone um, says we're going to try and pop it up on the bog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. You've got something with toilet I might tonight. need the bog that tonight, you know. Um... Uh, Becca's coming along, so... Oh, don't shit yourself, Becca. She'll stay quiet anyway. Yeah, guys, honestly, this podcast, you know how she's quiet on the podcast quite a lot. Trust us. She's like that in real life if she can't be bothered. Well, sort your fucking shit out. <laughs> no, I don't want it. <laughs> she went, can I join the podcast? I'll be really good on it. And then she come on and she never yeah, she's speaks. like, nope, don't want to do it. Don't so, want to participate. Today, <laughs> will you read a story? No, I'm not reading a story. Yes, can right. read stories Mine were long enough to like, you know, <laughs> cover back as well. Your last one was definitely. I was sitting there thinking, when's this going to end? We've got a little oh, bit thanks. left. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I did so well, but um, Bastards. yeah, well, you did well. You did well. Very minimal mistakes. Um, maybe your next job could be for Audible, reading books for them. Maybe. You never know. We've come to the end of our episode now and we want to wish everyone, everyone a happy Halloween. Hope you have a brilliant night. Stay safe and uh, join me next time on the 4J Show where we'll be back to our usual schedule. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, Felicia. Don't get scared too much, bitches. (laughs) 